Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Rob Shelsky back with us has almost 25 plus years of experience with investigating the unusual, the paranormal, a lifelong interest in the subject as an investigative columnist for the Alien Skin magazine for seven years. Rob has done on-site investigations both for the magazine and independently. His focus is on the UFO phenomenon itself, and he is back on Coast to Coast. Hey, Rob, how have you been? Hi there. I've been great. How about you? Great. Looking forward to this. This is an amazing subject and kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It has a dark side to it, most definitely. David Jacobs, one of the few ufologists out there who has looked at the darker side as you have, and, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, come on, they're not that bad, they're not that mean. Tell me a little bit about deadly UFOs and the disappeared. Well, the problem with UFOs is the more I researched it and got into it, the more I became uh, aware that it's not exactly a very nice thing to deal with. <laughs> the uh, UFOs seem to cause deaths, they cause injuries, they cause disappearances, and they cause uh, damage to people's property. And this has been going on for a long time. That's the uh, sad part of it, actually. So when people think that there are space brothers, I've reluctantly, and it is quite reluctantly, come to the conclusion that they are not. Well, a lot of us want to believe that the higher you advance down the chain of civilization, the more enlightened you are and lovable you are. Apparently, that's not the case, is it? No, it doesn't seem to be. One would have thought that if you were truly civilized, even as we're trying to be ourselves, that you'd reach a point where you'd have a standards of uh, morals and mores and they don't seem to. They seem to be either amoral or absolutely malevolent in many cases. The uh, number of disappearances alone on this planet are incredible on an annual basis, and I'm talking permanent disappearances. There are also abductions as well, which where people are returned, but their stories are not pleasant either, what they're put through. So we don't have any stories where, for instance, a couple children in the woods like Hansel and Gretel might have been saved by a UFO shining a light down mm-hmm. after leading them out of the woods or someone being taken out of a burning building uh, like they do the abductees. So why is there so much negative and absolutely nothing positive? And so how can we arrive at the idea that in any way, shape, or form, this is a positive experience? Well, and it, then it seems like the higher intellectually one becomes, maybe they aren't as benevolent as everybody would think or hope. Some people argue that there are the benevolent species as well as the malevolent ones, Uh, but my problem with that idea is if there are uh, species of aliens alongside the bad ones here on Earth or around Earth, why aren't they interfering? Why aren't they stopping it? Because to me, if you're a good Samaritan and you see someone hurt, you should be trying to help them, not standing idly by while the disaster continues. Well, that's absolutely true. And we talk about the disappeared. Uh, We've been talking for years now about so many people on this planet, Rob, who just merely disappear uh, worldwide. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people there. I mean, did they just vanish? People don't know where they are now. Sure, some of them may have died or something tragic has happened to them, but not that many. They just simply vanish. I Uh, think you've put your finger on it. Yeah, and, and, and that is incredibly true. Uh, even if you, like in America alone, 
800,000 to a million people vanish here every year out of a population of 300 million. Now, of that, if you you know discount the idea of those who were kidnapped or who left voluntarily to start a new life and change their name, all that sort of thing, runaways, you're still left with around 50,000 people a year here who simply vanish permanently, and we don't know how. Australia is the same way, around 30,000 people it is estimated vanish there permanently every year under the same circumstances. Now, if you multiply that times every country on Earth, you are talking a fantastic number of people who simply are gone, vanished forever. Have you heard of our guest, uh, David Politis, by any chance? Oh, Dave? absolutely. And yeah. by the way, he also recently stated that not only are there these disappearances, but that they are on the rise. They're increasing. They are increasing, and they're weird. I mean, these happen in state parks, what he investigates and people are walking along, they turn around and their little kid is gone, or somebody, a family member or a friend just vanishes, disappears. If an animal was going to come down from the mountains and you know grab them, you would think they'd make some kind of noise or growling sound or something. These folks, right. they're and just gone. In some cases, they do find the bodies elsewhere, but in many cases, they never find the person or any of their belongings ever again. Tell me about the research for deadly UFOs and the disappeared. How'd you go about putting it together? Uh, it was an evolving process. I was originally focusing on UFOs and their nature, and uh, I began researching into them and realized that there was a lot of damage uh, to people's property from UFOs. And, of course, a lot of people argue, well, that was inadvertent, it was accidental. Right, maybe, to some degree, but mm -hmm. uh, look at the cases, certainly not always. And then I went further and began to realize there were a lot of injuries and that these injuries sometimes were not accidental, that they seemed to have been almost deliberate in nature. And then finally I started looking at how uh, people were dying from UFOs, and there are civilian deaths and military deaths galore. I mean, far more than people realized. I used to think it was just a few incidental people that somehow died in a UFO incident. But looking into it more uh, deeply, I began to realize, no, this is not the case. And then I began to look at disappearances because of the um, abduction scenario that so many people claim, mm -hmm. over a million people in this country. So, and when I got into that more deeply, I began to realize that uh, this is a worldwide phenomenon, and it goes back a long, long time. So it was just a gradual research process that led me to these conclusions. Let's go through some of these areas, if you can give us a few examples. Those that cause damage, what uh, has happened? Well, in the uh, damage category, there are people whose um, cars have failed to function after they've um, seen UFOs. And again, that would be probably an inadvertent injury or, sorry, damage. But there are people who had uh, UFOs buzzing their property. In Australia, for instance, they uh, struck at a property. They um, took water out of a water tower, drained it dry. Now, that may not seem like much you know, to most people, but in the outback in Australia, to lose 10,000 gallons of water for your cattle is extremely dangerous. They have um, uh, it caused all sorts of little problems, like with regard to um, power damage uh, and also uh, property damage where they've landed, and uh, apparently there's radiation involved. So, again, this may seem minor to many, but if you add it all up and start counting it, it's like... Well, they seem to be flying anywhere and everywhere and doing whatever they want to and basically damn the consequences to anything or anyone around them. That's kind of frightening. It really is. And now what about other injuries? What's out there? Well, injuries is even more severe. A lot of people who have had any kind of contact with UFOs have suffered 
types of radiation burns. Uh, there have been cases with people stopped on a highway in Texas. They um, suffered severe illnesses. Uh, others have had radiation uh, illness. They have died young because of it. Others have had burns on their chest, on their bodies. They um, and along with the abductions where people have scarring on them, maybe strange objects inserted into them. And this just goes on and on. I mean, there are so many cases of this sort of thing. Now let's talk about the abductions, of course. They've been happening on a regular basis for a long time. Why are some people taken and not returned? Uh, that's the crux of the matter, too. We, uh, we have over a million people in our country alone that say that they were abducted and uh, claim it. And uh, even my brother has missing time. And the end result is they do come back. But then you have the people who are permanently missing. And this is the hard thing to account for. Why exactly is this happening? Well, some say that the returned people are actually um, these embedded articles they have in them, maybe tracking devices, or they may be something where the person is unaware of, but it could influence them mentally, as in maybe making them a sleeper cell where at a certain date or time, whenever the extraterrestrials wanted, they could be basically switched on, and you'd have this massive sleeper cell army suddenly coming to life, so to speak, in the United States and elsewhere. And uh, with regard to the permanently disappeared, we're not sure, but we have found some absolutely horrible incidents um, where we found bodies of some of these people. For instance, one in Brazil in 1988 that was horribly mutilated, almost like it had been uh, a cattle mutilation. And it was extreme in nature. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, but the eyes had been extracted, the tongue had been extracted, the jaw, part of the bone was missing, uh, the organs had been sucked out of the body through uh, apparently uh, the abdomen, a hole in the abdomen, small one, and under the armpits. We're talking pancreas, kidneys, and all sorts of things, liver. The um, rest of the body had holes on it, burns on it, cauterization marks. And when they studied the uh, brain in the autopsy, they discovered that the person had died of, uh, of a sort of edema that is usually associated with trauma. And by the way, there was no anesthetics revealed in the body or anything that might act as the paralyzation of the body. But the body also didn't have any... Um, restraint marks on it as if someone were struggling to be free. So all we can conclude is that somehow the person was paralyzed in some other way and that they were basically tortured while they were alive and conscious and awake to the whole incident. Then apparently the body was dumped by this lake near San Paulo. And the uh, this is the coroner's report. You can go online. You can read the coroner's report. You can look at photographs of it. It's pretty horrifying. No, how bad are these these deaths that occur directly attributed to UFOs? I mean, is it the uh, you know like torture or what? What happens? It's not accidental then. Oh no! Whatever happened to this man in San Paulo? It was by no means an accident. Not an accident. No, and they ruled out every other possibility, like uh, gang torture or something like that. He was middle aged; uh, I think he was fifty three. Uh, and uh, no, it was definitely on purpose. Whatever happened to him, it was murder. There's no doubt about it, and it was torture. In fact, the coroner's report says. Why would they? Why would they want to do that to somebody and torture them? What? Did, what? What? What do they get off on this? That's. I, I don't know that it's. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's not exactly torture in the sense that we would think of it for sadistic pleasure. It would seem to be that they just don't care that the person's alive and conscious. Even people who are abducted, 
claim that they feel all the pain of the uh, things that were done to them, but they forget it afterwards. But my attitude is whether or not you remember what happened to you after it happened because you're made to forget doesn't mean that it didn't happen to you, that you didn't experience it. And when these people do remember it, they remember that it was extremely painful. But torture, not in the common sense. It's more like they were just experimenting or doing something surgically, genetically, that they wanted material from the people or the animals, and they didn't care that the people were alive. Just that's It's frightening. It truly is. I, I wonder if they don't have any concept of, of death. Maybe they're robots or something, and they just don't get it. Uh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that idea of it being robotic. If these things were, um, you know, uh, ships were programmed and, and, and just robotically run, that would explain it. However, all the abductees tend to report that there are alien creatures per se, at least what they think to be living alien creatures. So one has to assume that it probably is living beings that are doing most of this to people and animals, by the way. I'm going to ask about. you... To- I'm going to ask you to speculate, Rob, on this, and it's all speculation, but those people who are taken, what do you think's happening to them? I mean, what what's going on with them right now? Let's assume they're alive. Where are they? Are they on the ship? Are they on a different planet? Are they in a cage? What do you think's going on? Well, there was the case of one man whose body washed up on shore, and uh, after the autopsy was done, they determined that the water in his lungs was from a great depth. It wasn't from anywhere near the surface. And I mean deep, deep. So are they taking them to some base or bases below the ocean? Are they uh, taking them to another world? Uh, If they are alive, it seems like they're still being killed wherever they're taking them to, and then the body's just thrown away with, like, trash, like this man that was found. And uh, apparently, either they're using them for some purpose medically, uh, or some type of experimentation, or it could be that they're just using us as a slave race. You know, it dates back to uh, Sitchin and his talks about um, the Anunnaki and that we were developed as a slave race. Maybe that's never changed. Well, that's a good point. Uh, that's a very, very good point. Since you've been doing this, what have you concluded about what's happening? Well, I've concluded that... <laughs> aliens or extraterrestrials are not our friends. I've concluded that if you see UFOs, do try to get evidence of them, do try to take videos, but if you think that they're the least bit interested in you, run like hell. That's that's my best advice. I also think that we have to somehow come up with some means of protecting ourselves. The government seems to not care or be in collusion with them. Uh, the fact that there are UFOs is almost a given now, uh, several astronauts talk about it, openly saying they are here. Edgar Mitchell said they are here. The question is, where are they from? Uh, this just goes on and on. So, yes, UFOs are here. Therefore, our government must be aware of it. Therefore, logically, you can only have several outcomes of that. One, they're powerless to do anything about it, and therefore they're not saying anything because mm-hmm. they don't want to lose face among us as being the governing body. I mean, what point is having a government that can't save you or help you? That's right. That's panic. Exactly. Or two, they're afraid of, as you say, a panic, a massive panic, and uh, uh, they want to keep control of the situation. Or three, they are somehow actively uh, in collusion with these extraterrestrials, and therefore they're getting something out of it. 
Or four, they're in collusion with them and looking the other way because they're getting some type of um, technology or something, you know, or something on that level. But whatever it is, whether it's an active form of collusion or a passive form of collusion, I think there is collusion. And I think it's probably the greatest conspiracy theory on Earth. The, I, I call it the, uh, the grand conspiracy theory because it's there is no way the government can't be aware of these UFOs. I mean, I was a MUFON field investigator. I personally investigated these, many of these um, sightings and things, and there's no doubt that some of them are legitimate. And if I find that, then all the other MUFON field investigators are finding that, then surely government agencies are finding that as well. Rob, what if we're dealing with something demonic, not just extraterrestrial, but truly something demonic from, you know, as the Bible would call them, fallen angels? What if they are that way? that way if it is a demon thing and i don't rule anything out because i don't have the answers but if it is demonic in nature then i have to question why they need to have ufos why do they need to fly around why do they need to do this because everything i've always read and learned always shows that demons don't seem to need any type of technological capabilities to accomplish their tasks therefore i'm more inclined not positive, but more inclined to believe that they are from somewhere out there in space or from other dimensions or parallel realities. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.